Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Arachne the Weaver, an adaptation of the traditional Greek myth written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Julian, Ada, and River and their family in Denver, Colorado, Avni and Sid and their family in Sammamish, Washington, Desmond and Roman Thomas and their family in Kahika, Colombia, Lucas W. and his family, and Charlie Day and his family in Portland, Oregon. Thank you so much, Charlie, Lucas, Roman, Desmond, Sid, Avni, River, Ada, and Julian. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free, head over to patreon.com stories and join for just $1 a month. If you'd like access to all of our ebooks or to receive a thank you in a future episode, that's also available at patreon.com stories. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Stories Podcast. If you send us a drawing of your favorite scene or character, we'll share it on our feed. Now here's a word from our sponsors. What does 2020 mean for small businesses? You have to do more with less. Suddenly, every single hire is critical, but there are fewer resources to find the right people. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a $75 credit at Indeed.com stories. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com stories. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Arachne the Weaver Once upon a time in ancient Greece, there was a young weaver named Arachne. She spent her days standing at her loom, creating beautiful tapestries from colored thread. She moved through her messy little house, always awash with colored thread and papers with sketched ideas and finished pieces waiting to be sold. With nothing but her clever hands and artful eyes and her old loom, Arachne could create tapestries so bright and vivid they looked like photographs, only better. She could pull together threads of red and yellow and orange and craft a sunset so bright it nearly hurt to look at it. She could take blues and greens and deep gray blacks and spin a storm-wracked sea so real you'd imagine the salty spray on your skin. Her favorite, though, were scenes of the Greek heroes. She'd weave Prometheus stealing the fire, Perseus slaying the snake-haired Medusa, Hercules battling against the dreaded and endless heads of the Hydra, and each tapestry was finer than the last. Arachne could have been a rich woman if she had taken her work to Athens, but she didn't care for gold or gems or other riches. For Arachne, the art was what mattered, and no gold would ever shine as brilliantly as colored thread and a sturdy loom. 
She wove her tapestries and traded them to the passing merchants for food and thread and dye, and gifted them to her friends and family in the village. She might have kept on this way forever, but one of her tapestries made its way, passed from merchant to merchant, to the heart of Athens. There it was praised by the master weavers as the finest work ever created by gods or mortals, and that got the attention of the goddess Athena herself. Athena was the goddess of many things in ancient Greece, and weaving was one of them. She was the first weaver and the finest weaver, or at least she had been. These mortals are saying this human woman has woven better than I, she complained to her father Zeus when she heard the news. Oh, mortals are a foolish bunch, Zeus said. Pay them no mind. Pay them no mind? Pay them no mind? she hollered. In addition to being the goddess of weaving, Athena was also the goddess of war, so she could get pretty worked up. I'll teach them some respect. I'll teach them who the real master truly is. Zeus chuckled. He had a temper of his own and had muddled with mortals countless times. He wasn't about to stop his daughter from doing the same. I'll give the girl one chance, Athena said, mostly to herself now. We'll see if she's as foolish as these old women in Athens. Have fun, dear, Zeus said, turning to eat some olives. Don't stay out too late. That same day, Athena went to the house of Arachne disguised as an old woman. She knocked on Arachne's door and greeted the young woman with a friendly smile. Oh, hello, dear, she said. I heard you're a wonderful weaver and I'm looking for a tapestry. My daughter is getting married and I think it would be a lovely gift. Oh, that sounds wonderful, Arachne agreed. Come on in. I have a few completed and ready to sell. She brought the disguised Athena into her home and showed her the tapestries. They were masterpieces, as usual, and even the goddess had to admit the girl showed no small amount of skill. These are so beautiful, Athena said. It occurred to her that, being the goddess of weaving, she could maybe claim Arachne's work as her own and maintain her status as the best. Surely you must praise Athena for blessing you with such ability. The goddess must do her work through your hands. <laughs> Athena, Arachne laughed, the work you see here is mine and mine alone. There are no goddesses here, just my hands and the old loom I got from my grandmother. But when the merchants come to buy your work, when they celebrate it in Athens, surely you tell them you owe thanks to great Athena then? I tell them I owe thanks to my own hands and my eyes and my studies. I tell them I owe thanks to the thread and the plants and the stone that dyed it. I tell them I owe thanks to the wool and the sheep that grew it. But Athena? The gods and goddesses toy with mortals as often as they help them, and I owe them no thanks. Athena, in her disguise, looked shocked. Surely you can't believe that of the gods and goddesses. Surely you must give Athena her due. Should I thank Zeus for creating fire and hiding it away from us? Or should I thank Prometheus for stealing it away and giving it to humans as a gift? To me, it's clear that Zeus is the villain and Prometheus is the hero. 
You mean... The gods and goddesses can stuff it, Arachne said. They're a bunch of bullies. You ungrateful brat, the old woman spat. You wretched little cretin. Well now, said Arachne, that's quite enough. I don't think I want to sell you a tapestry after all. Please leave my house. I'm leaving nothing. I'm going nowhere. I've never herded an old woman before, Arachne said, and I'd hate to start now, so please leave. An old woman, Athena said, and she started to glow. Like stars pricking the night sky, like the last rays of sun before the setting, the glow emerged from under her skin and shone through. Arachne backed up, hands raised. What? Who are you? The old woman exploded into a thousand pieces of light, and in her place, radiating with raw power, stood the goddess Athena. She was tall and finely muscled, sculpted as a statue. Her skin was the lush gold of olive oil, and her hair was as dark as the scowl on her lovely face. You're, you're Athena, Arachne said, shrinking away from the goddess. And you're insolent, Athena said. Arachne knew insolent means you're showing a lack of respect, but she also knew it's rarely used by people who deserve respect in the first place. You came dressed as a lie, Arachne answered, still scared but mad now too. You came mad and jealous that I'm the better weaver and you want credit for my work. The better weaver, Athena said. I think not. Let us have a contest right now. Tapestry versus tapestry, and whoever makes the finer shall be declared the greatest weaver to ever live. Arachne looked at the golden god and narrowed her eyes. She had meant what she said about finding the gods to be bullies, and she wasn't about to let this bully intimidate her. Fine, the young woman said. A contest. When shall we have it? Now! Athena shouted, and she stomped her foot. With a sound like a war horn, the goddess summoned a golden loom and a rainbow's worth of threads from thin air. She set them up across the room from Arachne and glared at the mortal woman. This is your last chance, Athena said. You tell the world your skill comes from me. Praise me and give me thanks, and we can call this off. What's the matter? said Arachne. Afraid you'll lose? The goddess snarled, and for a moment, Arachne was afraid she would summon her magic spear and strike her down then and there. Instead, the goddess turned to her loom and began to weave, so Arachne did the same. There were no words between the women. Time flew by like a ship in hurricane winds. They wove with colors as bright as spring flowers and colors as deep as the bottom of the sea. They wove with reds of flame and passion and blues of skies and sorrows. They twined greens of ancient trees with purples of midnight clouds. They wove rainbows into being, both masters of the craft, and when they had finished, they each had a masterpiece before them. Athena turned and presented hers first. I think you'll find yourself beaten, Arachne, she sneered. Behold, the work of a goddess. 
Her tapestry was of Mount Olympus, home of all the Greek gods and goddesses. Each was rendered in loving detail, every aspect perfect and true and beautiful. Zeus's thunderbolt seemed to crackle with energy, Poseidon's trident curled with coral, and Aphrodite was so beautiful it made a heart ache to see her. It's really lovely, Arachne admitted. Now let's see yours and end this contest. Arachne revealed her tapestry, and Athena gasped. The insolent mortal had also done a rendition of the gods and goddesses, but hers featured times when they had been cruel to people for no good reason. There was Zeus chaining Prometheus to a stone to be tortured. There was Artemis turning a man into a deer and sicking wild dogs on him. And there was Athena herself, turning an innocent woman into the monster Medusa. On and on the scenes went, a dozen and more portrayed in vivid detail in Arachne's tapestry. The scenes made Athena so angry she could barely speak. But that wasn't the worst of it. No, what upset Athena most about Arachne's tapestry was that it was better than her own. The goddess leapt up in a rage, her magic spear snapping suddenly into her hand. You think you can beat me, she bellowed. You dare compete with a goddess? Compete and win, shouted Arachne back, proud and defiant. If you're going to use your spear, then use it. I'm sick of coddling a jealous goddess. The spear slashed forward, not at Arachne, but at her loom. The beautiful loom, her grandmother's loom, smashed apart into a thousand splinters, spraying across the room. Some stung Arachne's cheek, but still she stood tall. You may be better, but no one will ever know. The spear slashed again and punched through Arachne's tapestry. Then it pulled back again, unraveling the masterpiece into a pile of shredded threads. My work! No one will ever see your work again! Athena began to glow once more, and so did Arachne. What are you doing? The young woman cried, and the goddess smiled back a wicked, jealous smile. You think you can compete with me? You're insignificant, nothing but a little bug. Arachne began to shrink and warp, and soon the young woman was gone, transformed into a little critter no bigger than a thumbnail with extra eyes and legs. Serves you right, said Athena, and with a magical whoosh, she disappeared back to Mount Olympus. The goddess thought she had defeated Arachne, that no one would ever again see her weave. But she was wrong. The love of the art was deep inside young Arachne, and a simple transformation couldn't take that away from her. What Athena had actually created, what Arachne had actually become, was the very first spider the world had ever seen. Arachne discovered she could still weave and that she could create silk from her own body. She wove her beautiful webs among the dewy grass, and she watched them shine like crystalline tapestries in the early morning sun. All other spiders come from Arachne, and they've spread across the world. They weave their webs, and everyone sees their masterpieces. So while Athena may have tried to cheat, Arachne still won the contest in the end.
And free to weave with no distractions, she lived happily ever after. The End Today's story, Arachne the Weaver, was an adaptation of the traditional Greek myth written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, get ad-free episodes and more at patreon.com stories, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, follow us on Instagram at storiespodcast, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening!